This is the Ballroom State of Mind podcast, episode 28, Your Two Brains. Hi, and welcome to the Ballroom State of Mind podcast. My name is Amber Hader, and I am your host. I'm a life coach and an amateur ballroom dancer. This podcast is where I teach you how to think about life and think about your dancing so that you can win more at both. Let's do it. Welcome to the podcast today. I had a great conversation with a client this week. And what we talked about, I thought was super useful. And so I want to share it with you too. And it's this concept of two brains. Now we have one brain obviously, but I like to think about it. Like we have two brains. And I think this is really the key to learning how to manage your brain. I think it's going to make things make a little bit more sense in why we behave the way that we do, why we will make plans for ourselves and then not carry them out. And it's also why we can have like strong emotional reactions and feel out of control sometimes, especially in the dance world and at competitions or high pressure environments where you feel like you're struggling to manage yourself. And I think this will help um, make sense of that for you. So I like to think about it like I have two brains. So everybody, every human, and actually every animal has brain number one, which is your lower brain is what we call it. It has a few different ways that people refer to it, but lower brain, primitive brain, sometimes it's called your subconscious or more recently your non-conscious part of your brain. I really like to think about it like your primitive brain. And there's a reason for that because it really behaves primitively. Like if you think about animals and how they behave, they're very instinctual. They operate on reflexes quite a bit. Um, They're mostly concerned with survival and making sure to seek pleasure or get food, get shelter, be safe and avoid pain, avoid predators, avoid cold. And it will behave instinctually in order to survive. And this part of your brain, this primitive part of your brain, that is how it behaves. It's very survival oriented. It's very instinctual and you will experience it like uh, stimulus happens and there's an automatic response. Like it's looking for danger. It's looking for threats and it's trying to prevent them. It's trying to prevent pain. And by the way, it doesn't distinguish between emotional pain and physical pain. In the old days, caveman days, it was mostly physical pain that it dealt with, but we've removed so much of that in our modern life that now our primitive brain is constantly looking out for emotional dangers. It still looks for physical dangers, but it's also looking out for those emotional dangers. And that's mostly what we're dealing with. Okay. So that is your primitive brain, your lower brain, your other brain, brain number two is your prefrontal cortex. This is the part that was just basically added to your primitive brain, but this is the part of your brain that makes you more advanced and more sophisticated than our animal counterparts like monkeys and dogs and such. This part of your brain is sometimes called the prefrontal cortex. It's sometimes called your higher brain. Um, And this part of your brain is the part that's really good at planning and predicting and preparing. It can imagine a future. Like our animals, my dog downstairs, she doesn't imagine the future. She's just living moment to moment. And this part of your brain can imagine a future and it can imagine a better future for you. 
It can imagine things that would make your life better and work towards those things. It can make those plans. So this part of your brain is what decides that you need a better diet, you need an exercise plan, and it can outline everything in your schedule and create a perfect calendar of time management. And then your lower brain is the part of your brain that sabotages all of that and makes it so that when it comes time to eat your broccoli, you don't want to. Okay. So these are the two parts of your brain that are kind of always in a little bit of a tug of war. They're vying for position. And if you feel out of control, a lot of the time, if you feel like you make plans for yourself and that you don't carry them out, if you feel like emotionally you're out of control, if you feel like you're constantly at the mercy of yourself in a way, you are probably more often living in that lower part of your brain. You're letting it drive the car. Now, there's really nothing wrong with this, but if you want to create the life that you want, you have to learn how to be in that prefrontal part of your brain more of the time. That prefrontal part of your brain needs to be driving the car. And when it's driving the car, it has to manage the lower brain because the lower brain is never going to go away. We don't want it to go away. It should be there. This is the part that keeps you safe. It ensures your survival. It's the part that's going to keep you from running in the street. And it's going to be the part that helps you run away from predators. And it's the part that's going to protect you and try to keep you safe. And so we do want to keep that part of our brain. But when that part of the brain is driving, we will stay in the cave and we will stay safe and we will avoid any kind of pain. And if you want to create the life of your dreams, if you want to change, if you want to change your behavior, you want to do things that require discipline, then you have got to learn how to use that prefrontal cortex and be in that part of your brain more of the time. Learning how to manage your brain is learning how to manage the relationship between these two parts of your brain, okay? If you can learn how to manage these two parts of your brain, then you're managing your brain and you will be able to carry out more of the things that you wanna carry out. Notice that when you are in a competition setting, that you are in a more quote unquote threatening environment. You are literally going to be judged. You're literally going to be competing against other people. There's something at stake here. And even though you don't have physical threats to your safety, your primitive brain is scanning for threats and it feels unsafe. It feels vulnerable and it's sensing that there's threats here whether it's the other dancers or the judges or what you're going to say to yourself when everything is said and done, your lower brain can sense that it might be unsafe right now. And that's why in a competition environment or any high pressure environment, it's going to be a little bit harder seemingly to manage your brain because that part of your brain clicks on and it's trying to do its job. It's trying to help you, right? So that's going to make you feel a little bit more out of control. It's going to, it's going to be clicking on its salesman to try to talk you out of doing things that are scary. And you're going to feel a little bit more like you're in fight or flight mode. So many clients that I talk to at competitions when things are kind of going wrong or not even wrong yet, they just have this sense of, they just want to get out of there. They want to flee. And that's because this part of your brain's clicked on. So nothing's gone wrong. You're not weak. 
You're not emotionally weak or anything of the sort. You just have a human brain that's sensing that there's kind of a threat here, that we're vulnerable and maybe unsafe, and it just wants to protect you and help you. So be careful in these moments that you're not too hard on yourself for that. That is just you having a human brain. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, but it's it makes perfect sense and we understand where that's coming from. So we don't have to be mad at it. Now, in between a stimulus and a response, we want to create a pause. Right now, it doesn't seem like there's a pause. It seems like something stimulates us and we have a response. Like we get a result that we don't like and we come unglued, <laughs> like emotionally, or we're on the floor and a stimulus happens, we get bumped, we forget our choreography, we make some mistake, and the response follows automatically as if there was no thinking in between that. It just automatically happened. Now, what we want to do is we want to recognize that there is a space between a stimulus and a response. And we want to start to expand that space enough that we have a moment to manage ourselves in the ways that we want to manage ourselves. Okay. So this is where that prefrontal brain is going to come on the line. And it's got to be the logical, reasonable, plan, prepare, predict part of our brain has to be able to settle us down. Okay. So let me tell you the stages that we go through as we try to create this pause between the stimulus and the response, and we try to manage our brain. Okay. So step one is just being aware. You need to be aware of what's happening, aware of what you're thinking and feeling and, and doing and aware of which part of your brain is driving the car. And this awareness is half the battle, truthfully. This awareness is letting us know, oh, I have a choice here. When we're unaware, things just happen and we feel out of control. But if we recognize we are in control, we can be in control, this awareness is the first step. Like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. Like, I'm emotionally charged. I'm freaking out a little bit. I'm having trouble managing myself. So this is our first sign that we're probably in our primitive brain a little bit more. Again, not a problem, but we want to be aware of it. Okay. And if we're aware of it, then we want to go into step two, which is to acknowledge it. And we want to do this from a place of compassion, kind of like I was alluding to before. We want to acknowledge the state that we're in. We want to acknowledge that emotional state. Oh, look at that. I am freaking out. I'm a little bit upset or whatever is going on. I'm anxious. And we want to acknowledge it in a positive way. Like, oh, this makes perfect sense. Like we don't want to beat ourselves up for it. We just have a human brain. So we're not going to beat ourselves up for it. We're going to be compassionate and we're going to just allow that to be there. We're not going to wish it away. It's just like, oh, okay. I see what's happening here. My brain senses that I'm in a threatening situation or that I'm vulnerable. It's trying to help me. It's trying to protect me. So thank you brain for trying to do that. We're acknowledging it because sometimes the brain is trying to warn you of a threat. It's trying to warn you about what's going on. And when we try to resist it, we try to ignore it or stuff it down or wish it away. The brain will double down. You don't get it. We're in danger here. So we want to make sure that we acknowledge it so that that part of our brain can settle down. Like, I hear what you're saying. I see that you think we're in danger. So step one is the awareness. Step two is to acknowledge it in a positive way. 
take some deep breaths. And then step three is to assess. So this is the beginning of talking yourself down. We're assessing, am I actually in danger here? In what way am I in danger? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I reacting this way? And for most of you, well, all of us really, you're not in danger. You're vulnerable a little bit in this situation, but you're not in physical danger. You're not going to die. Nothing permanent is going to happen to you. And when all is said and done, everything's going to be okay. Everybody's going to be safe. The worst thing, especially when it comes to dancing and competitions and all of your dance experiences, the worst thing that can happen to you is a feeling. The worst thing that can happen to you is the way that you're going to treat yourself when everything is said and done. That's the only thing at stake. So we are not in danger, not really. So as you assess the situation, you're, char- you're starting to show yourself, show your brain. Thank you, brain, but we're okay. We're safe. I've got us. Don't worry. I'll take care of us. I'll make sure that we're safe. And then the last step is really just to continue that conversation with yourself. We're going to talk back to yourself and you're just going to talk yourself down. So step four is talk yourself down. Tell yourself why you're safe. Tell yourself why it's not a problem. Tell yourself why we're okay. Tell yourself that you're going to take care of yourself no matter what. Remind yourself all of the thoughts that you need to access that will make you feel good. That will make you feel calm. That will make you feel safe. And for me, this looks a lot like zooming out and getting the bigger picture and starting to fill my mind with just a lot of positive, appreciative, gratitude-filled kind of thoughts. And sometimes it has nothing to do directly with the competition or my skills or any of that. It's just, I'm so thankful that I get to be here dancing at my age. I'm so grateful. Can you believe that I get to dance and dress up and compete in my 40s? I love dancing. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so fortunate that I can afford to do this competition. And I love dancing. It's so much fun. I have something in my life that brings me so much joy and fulfills me so much. And that feels like me being the most like me. And it's all for fun, all for fun and nothing's at stake. So no matter what happens, I will take care of me. I will get my own back. I'm going to love myself through all of it. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be scared of any results. We don't have to be scared of the way we're going to treat ourselves at the end because we're going to love ourselves through all of it, no matter what be our biggest cheerleader. So there's nothing to worry about. Say whatever you need to say to talk yourself down. We're going to try to do that in that little pause. And in the beginning, you won't find that pause very often. You'll be looking at it kind of after the fact. And I've talked about that in other podcasts. Like this process is like any other where we're going to learn how to do it. And in the beginning, we're going to learn from what already happened. And then we'll start to figure out how to live into the new version of us where we take that pause. And the better that you get at this, it happens in a shorter amount of time. So like I can talk you through all this and it seems like it takes a long time and you're like, there's no way I'm going to be on the dance floor, like being able to go through all of those steps. And that's true, especially in the beginning. But the better you get at that, it will literally only take you a few breaths to gather yourself. You'll see that you're 
activated. You'll see that you're triggered. You'll feel it. You'll take some deep breaths and you'll be able to soothe yourself pretty quickly. And all you're doing is settling down that primitive part of your brain. You're just settling it down with your prefrontal cortex who has a higher view and understands the whole picture and understands what is going on. That's what I have for you today. Let this work in you a little bit because I think you'll start to see other areas of your life where that primitive part of your brain is just kind of bossing you around. It's the one that's in charge. And like a parent who is managing a toddler, it's completely possible for you to spend more time in that prefrontal cortex being the parent who manages the toddler and so that that toddler doesn't affect everything in your life. So instead of you being at the effect of your emotions, you being at the effect of whatever's happening, you are creating what you want. You're creating the effects that you want. Okay. All right. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to let you know that I started a Facebook group just for you. It's called Joyful Ballroom. And it's where you can get more help from me and we can support one another in our dance journey. Having a mental strength coach is not because you're weak. It's because you're smart. And you know that to be the best dancer that you can be and to make the most progress that you can, you have got to be mentally sharp. You have to be mentally resilient. And I want to help you do this. So go join that Facebook group so that we can do more work together so that you can get stronger and stronger in your dancing. We'll see you there. Hey, thanks for listening. Do you have a mindset coach yet? If not, I'm your girl. Go to amberhader.com backslash work with me to find out more.